Hey, how are you today, Stephanie? Hey, Farrah, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. Welcome, you guys, to Confessions of a Dealmaker. In today's episode, we are talking about work-life balance. So we'll hit a couple points for you guys. We'll hit what to expect in this episode, um, which means is going to be basics of establishing balance. We're going to talk about how to avoid burnout um, and also some kind of tools, tips, and tricks that we've used to maximize our time in work and in life. So, um, Stephanie, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a it's an honor to be here, to be on this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to talk about this sort of thing because it's an important subject, mm-hmm. um, work-life balance. It's something that pretty much everybody has to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had to change the way I deal with it over the years. So, originally... Uh, I was in the film industry for years. Um, I was a lighting technician, very high stress job. Um, that wasn't too much of a work life balance because I was more work than than the rest of life. Because you're working on set, you know, twelve plus hours a day, yeah, sometimes seven days a week for you know months at a time. So work life balance was not as great then. It's much better now. <laughs> That's good um, with this different career path. So I, I did that for years. Then I moved and. Um, came back to Florida and I worked uh, at a family liquor store for years. And that was also interesting to balance work and life with that. Cause when you own a business, it's, it's completely different yeah. than, um, you know, other types of jobs, like where you just have a regular like nine mm-hmm. to five job. Um, so navigating that has been a challenge, but it's been, it's been a good learning experience over the years. And, and yeah, so, so I ended up Going from that to what I do now, which is I'm a business intermediary, and I work with uh, Jason, who you guys might know because he's mm-hmm. he's in his podcast. Um, yeah, and we've been we've been working together for the last couple of years, and I've been learning a lot about the business, um, and it's it's been really a lot of fun, and I've I finally f- feel like I've been able to balance work and life a lot better now. Mm, that's um, awesome, you know, learning all these tips and tricks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think being in different industries and, like, having different jobs over time as we get older, you start to have those, um, you know, realizing, okay, this isn't balanced, but this works for me or this doesn't work for me. That was That's my situation. So I'm operations manager here with the Exit Strategy Group, um, and I have also had several seasons in my life where uh, balance was non-existent at one point when I was in college. Um, as I was getting ready to get married, I worked full time at Chick-fil-A as the hospitality director. I was also a senior, um, finance major. So full-time school and I volunteered in two different organizations weekly. So, uh, that was full time each, you know, each endeavor was full time. And so there was no balance at all. Um, and getting ready to get married. So um, over the years, making the different changes and um, growing a family, I also have a 10-month-old son. So my husband and I have really learned to prioritize this balance and and uh, make that a priority for our family. So yeah, I'd love to just jump right in and see if we can uh, kind of flesh this out. And I'd love to learn about how you balance this. So tell me... Um, First of all, what you do to um, establish balance in your life. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to learn about you too because we have different kind of family dynamics. Like yeah. you said, you have a kid. You have a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. I have so many animals, which is a, a completely <laughs> different 
uh, realm. In some ways, it's still <laughs> like kids, you know, responsibility. Yeah, still responsibility. Um, so, yeah, so one of the things or some of the things that I always recommend to people and one of the things that's a big thing for me is taking time for self-care, of mm-hmm. course. It's like I feel like it's kind of a cliche nowadays. Everyone's like, <laughs> self-care, self-care. But it is really important. That's why yeah. everybody's talking about it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have time for yourself. And, and you and I were talking about this the other day about having, um, you know, set, if you can, like kind of having set work hours, like an, a time when you don't work after, mm-hmm. after you know, what is 6 p.m. or whatever time that works for you. Like really setting that boundary of saying, like, I'm not going to, mm. to look at my phone. I'm not going to answer calls after this time. Sometimes you have to answer some calls, especially in the business that I'm in now, because people, you know, some things are urgent and I still answer those calls. But for the most part, I try to avoid answering them. So that way, when you get home, you can kind of shift into like, you know, family time or Mm. relaxing time, because sometimes it's really difficult to make that shift from like work work brain to relaxing at home. Yeah, like leaving work at work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's really important. Learning how to do that is not as easy as it sounds, mm-hmm. um, but really, uh, uh, you know, embracing that and thinking, okay, I'm not going to, and letting people know too. It's it's important sometimes to let your clients or customers know, because some mm-hmm. people will still reach out to you afterwards and, and I'll have to either message them back and say, sorry, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, or I'll get to that in the morning, mm-hmm. um, you know, as long as it's not super urgent. Um, yeah. So establishing the boundaries mm-hmm. um, and then doing self-care, like, mm-hmm. Some people like to take baths. Some people like to do other things to relax. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Um, one thing I really stick to is I love to get a massage once a month. Mm-hmm. Or if I can swing it. But <laughs> at least once a month. Um, I even force myself to sign it for a subscription for it. Oh, so now I. Awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird idea. But I signed up for it. And now I'm like, oh, I have to get them. I have to do it every month. <laughs> you know, you can't. Oh, man. Not. <laughs> so that's one of the big things that I do for right. self-care. Um, and then hobbies too, doing your hobbies. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what are your hobbies? Oh, I have too <laughs> many, too many. <laughs> We've talked about that before. <laughs> we yeah. both have a lot of hobbies. Um, one of my biggest ones that I'm doing right now is gardening. I love to garden. So, mm-hmm. and you're working on nature's clock mm-hmm. when you're doing that. So you have to find balance. You have mm-hmm. to find time to, to get that in. And mm-hmm. Usually I'm night gardening because that's the time that I get it in. Um, but it's, I still think it's fun. And it's a stress reliever. You know, you need to have yeah. a stress reliever too. Yeah. I've always found a little bit of pressure in finding a hobby. Like, oh man, it has to be productive or it has to, I have to stick to it. But what I have found over time is it just needs to be something that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And different things can bring joy in different seasons. So right now it's walking and hiking. Like we love being outside. So we're just outside in the sunshine Fortunately, we're in Florida, so it's usually sunshiny. So that is just what brings us joy. It doesn't have to be productive. I'm not like creating something or building something, but you know, that's what our hobby is, is just being outside in whatever form that's it, you know, takes. But I love that you said setting expectations for people as far as boundaries go. Like, I think uh, that is something that is definitely has to be practiced over time, but, um, I think communicated as well. I love that you, do you tell clients or like friends or family like, hey, this is, you know, I'm not available at this time or do you just kind of like let them wait or what, how do you set those expectations for other people so they know when to expect you and not expect you? 
Yeah. So for my friends, I'll just I'll just tell them. <laughs> I'm like, hey, if I, or they kind of know too that if they message me and I can't get back to them right away, it's not you know I always tell them like it's not personal. It's yeah. Just, it, sometimes it takes me a little while to get back to my friends. For work, um, I will tell people like I'll mm-hmm. send them a quick message or something mm-hmm. that says like, hey, we'll get to this to the uh, you know I can get to this mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, or if I ha- anticipate it's going to be a client that is going to try to message me in the mm-hmm. middle of the night or something like that, um, mm-hmm. I'll let them know, like, during work hours, like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't typically respond to messages, mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, at night, but I'll always get to you in the morning, mm-hmm. so. I love that. Yeah. I think that just kind of sets you up for success and the other party up for success <laughs> and, like, what to expect, just knowing what to expect. So, yeah, so I think a few things go into um, establishing balance, it seems like, taking care of yourself um, establishing boundaries and communicating those. And then, um, I also would add to that is like setting your goals in your own personal life. And for me, you know, that goes with my husband. We talk regularly about our personal goals and professional goals. Um, and that is something that has helped us prioritize because if, if we're not talking about priorities, like we're spending our times, our time, on anything that comes up, um, but but we, we've, what we have realized is uh, whatever comes up is not always the most important. It just seems urgent in the moment, and so then we're we're not balanced because we're either spending all of our time in one area or another area, and we're not focusing on what is what our values and what our priorities are as a family. Um, you and I were fortunate enough to go through some life coaching recently. Shout out to Jacob Hoyer. Um, I think that was super helpful for me personally and just realizing like my strengths and my values and goals and, and, and specifically to goal setting. But I've actually translated that to the family of like we set, we're working on setting monthly and like quarterly and yearly goals for ourselves. Um, I'd love to know your experience coming out of that and what um, how that helped you to establish balance in your life. Yeah, that was a really, really great experience um, with Jacob. He was very insightful um, with how, like, better ways to set goals and um, boundaries and, and mm-hmm. things like that, too. And that was thanks to thanks to Jason. Jason, that was his idea to bring Jacob on and mm-hmm. provide, um, like, life coaching for mm-hmm. both you and me. We, we were lucky enough to have somebody who cares about that sort of thing because not everybody does, but right. it's really nice when people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know what to expect when we started it. We started it with a, a personality test. You learn how to work with each other, and then you, based on those things, you learn how to set your goals and, mm-hmm. you know, certain 30-day goals and your year goal, three years. Um, I just, I really loved it. it. It did help me figure out what was most important mm-hmm. um, moving forward. Because it actually, after our 30-day goals, I, I don't, we didn't get a chance to talk about it because you set yours, I set mine. Mm-hmm. Um what the biggest thing I took away from it at the end was what to not focus on because mm. um, there were things that I set goals for that I didn't achieve um, because of my work-life balance was a little off for right. a couple of days because it's not always going to be perfect but mm-hmm. you just you keep trying to mm-hmm. balance things and make it work um, and that's what I learned was what not to focus on. So How did you so are you speaking to like you realized what wasn't a priority or what wasn't achievable what do you mean by that? Uh, both kind of both yeah. really it ended up me realizing it just wasn't much of a priority, even though mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, I, I wanted to do it. It just mm-hmm. ended up, it wasn't as important and then it wasn't as achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the things I was doing just, just didn't really work out the way I was hoping yeah. it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. So Jacob's like, well, 
how about instead of doing that, you focus on gardening in the daytime, <laughs> so you don't have to <laughs> garden just at nighttime. Um, so yeah, and, and it was it's was helpful to have somebody like lay that out clearly in front yes. of me. So if you have uh, access to a life coach, I would highly recommend it. Um, or even some of the materials, if you Google like life mm-hmm. coach um, charts and things mm-hmm. like that, they and there's some videos I'm sure on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they can be helpful. It's yeah. worth a look. And I don't think we're I don't think we can even do it justice. I think uh, like we both had incredibly positive experiences, um, and I'm very fortunate for Jacob's expertise. Uh, I think when I talk about it, it sounds even when I'm describing it to people and telling them to you know go hire Jacob, <laughs> is uh, they're like, well, what's the value in that? You know, I can do that on my own, and I just I can't emphasize enough like having just someone else that knows how to ask the right questions and you know kind of help you identify in yourself what your goals are and yeah just a professional like it's it's just worth it it's just worth it yeah I'd say 100% definitely worth it to have a professional he brought up things that I was not even never consider and very helpful right and I think what you hit the nail on the head is you can reevaluate you know your priorities can change over time and we can reevaluate those but um one thing that was super valuable for me coming out of that was like work and life coincide. They're not mutually exclusive. And so if I'm imbalanced in my work and my professional um, production or, or, you know, whatever, uh, then my life feels unbalanced. My personal life feels unbalanced and, and vice versa. If my personal life, if I'm, you know, struggling in some area or not prioritizing or feeling burnt out in my personal life, work will be affected. It's all, it, it all coincides together. So yeah, it's, it's definitely all connected. You, you yeah, if you're unbalanced in one area, you're going to feel unbalanced altogether in, in mm-hmm. both areas. And it's, it's a constant work in progress, right? It's, yeah. So I tell people all the time, like, don't feel bad. You're, if you get to this point and it happens again, because some people are like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, we're human. It happens. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just a part of life. But just keep working on it and, you know, try to come back to the, to the things that work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, self-care, hobbies, mm-hmm. things that you enjoy. And then also in your work, like um, – time management work is important and we kind of work for you know we have we make our own schedule which Mm -hmm. is even more challenging sometimes (laughs) when you make your own schedule um to to work to stay on task and and do all the things necessary to get done in the workday so you Mm -hmm. can go home and relax Mm -hmm. we try to yeah yeah no I I think we are going to touch a little bit on that in a few minutes we have some tools that you and I both find valuable that um might be helpful for the audience so uh they can stick around for that um but I think something that this is a great transition is we're talking a little bit about burnout. Um, so how, what are some actionable tips? How do you avoid burnout, um, in, in industry? I think yes, yesterday we were talking about this and you said that you haven't always been able to. And so I think you, and you've been a business owner, so you know what it's like to like, you have to work, you have to work to keep the business going. So what are some, um, methods and techniques that you use to avoid that burnout? Yeah, that is a great question. Um, so yeah, I've not always been the best at this, but I've definitely gotten better at it over the years. Being in my mid thirties now, mm-hmm. going through your twenties and everything, it's a really huge learning curve with that sort of thing, and owning your own business on top of it. Like I said, I went from being in the film industry where my time was kind of managed differently because it was outside um, factors managing my time there, and then I went and I um, moved back from moved back to Florida and I ran my family's liquor store for five years. Mm-hmm. So and I owned that store, um, was my father's and then he ended up turning it over to me. 
And that was a whole different, whole different thing. This is yeah. why I was not that great at avoiding burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way that it was run before, I was working seven days a week, open and close, um, you know, from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. Oh. or 11 p.m. And we didn't have employees at the time. So I was trying to really figure that one out. That mm-hmm. was very, very tough. Um, but after a while, I finally started to get the hang of it, um, running the store, the operations. And then I had to hire somebody, which was a new, new challenge for me. But I was like, I, you know, I have to take, it's, it's like the old saying, like time or money, right? Mm. It's either going to cost you time or it's going to cost you money. So I figured I would rather spend the money to hire somebody and have more time for myself because mm. I, I had to have it. I was, I was so burnt out after about a year of doing that seven oh, days wow, a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause I didn't really have many other options it seemed, but after talking to people, I was like, you know what? There are options. I, I have the control over this and mm-hmm. I can change it. So I started hiring people so I could take some time off, mm-hmm. um, and have a little bit more balance to my life. And it, that was, a, I had to talk to people and get advice. Mm-hmm. And they, they said just that they're like hire people, figured out how mm-hmm. to hire people. That's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, 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 um, thing that I, gleaned from that was take other people's advice (laughs) you don't have to do it all by yourself you can hire help like Mm -hmm. you can you can do that Mm -hmm. so that was one of the big things that I did and then learning you know that's when I started the massage thing I was like driving by you know the the massage parlor and I was like I gotta go in there and and try (laughs) that out and then it went from there then I was like oh I gotta keep doing this because it's very very helpful yeah so take help, take mm-hmm. advice, ask people for help. What who are, who are you asking? Who are, are you asking friends, family members, loved ones? Are you asking other business professionals? Are you going, like, are you hiring someone? Who are you asking? Yeah, it was, well, I started with my, my mother actually, cause she ran her own business. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs too. I skipped that part, but so they had <laughs> restaurants growing up. So she had a lot of experience with it, but she was out of the business for a while. So I started with her. She had some good advice. Then I started with other friends that were professionals in the area, mm-hmm. um, that own businesses and have experienced similar, similar things. You know, mm-hmm. when you own a business, you're married to it. Mm-hmm. So I asked them what they did and how they went about hiring people and they mm-hmm. gave me really good advice. So, mm-hmm. and that's what I ran with. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, you touched a little bit. It sounds to me like you kind of had this transition when you spoke to these people of like, I'm working too much in the business and I need, I need to back out and get help and work on the business. Um, you know, so hiring someone was clearly the first step. Um, and then you said practicing some self-care. Are there any other like very practical things that someone in the business that's working right now, owning a business, feeling burnt out? Um, what, what else would you tell them? Is there anything else on the table that you'd say, yeah, this is like a key part of finding balance? Yeah, that's, Honestly, hiring people, which is a really, it's, it seems like a very tough thing mm-hmm. these days. A lot of people are having trouble finding employees, so they tend to just work in the business themselves. And tying this back into what I do now as a business intermediary, I help people, you know, buy and sell their businesses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are wanting to sell their business now because they're burnt out. Or there are a, lot of, a lot of them are at retirement age anyway. Yeah. They're ready to retire, but they're also burnt out from working so hard for so many years. Um, so usually, you know, some of my advice is if you can hire people, bring people on, um, you know, and it's, uh, the hiring process has changed a lot too. So using tools to do that is important. Um, using online tools and just the whole process. I had this uh, client one time that their only, um, 
their only technique for hiring people was to like hire people straight out of high school for some mm. reason. I was like, that's a very interesting technique. Have you ever thought of anybody else? And I've <laughs> never thought about it before. So just like try to broaden your, you know, your, your, your options a little mm. bit and ask for advice too yeah. from other people. And which is kind of what people do for me too. They come to me and they say, you know, mm. Hey, I want to make my business run smoother or work better. Mm. And I want to not be so burnt out. What do mm. I do? That's one of the big, one of the first steps. That and utilizing the other tools that we'll get mm-hmm. to in a little bit too, because mm-hmm. that can be really helpful. Some people are still really old school, but if you can <laughs> utilize some of these new tools, that's very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you said self care. So, you know, for you, that looks like a massage. Um, there are other things that I think go into that. Is like the basics of like eat well, sleep well. You know, take care of yourself. Um, because if you don't feel your best, if you're not, you know, even exercising, I feel, you know, this sounds so cliche to say, but like, if you're not, you know, if you're eating fast food every day, cause you're running short on time and you're, uh, you know, you're only sleeping three hours a night because you're working on your business so much, or you're not exercising and keeping yourself in physical health. I think that's something I've learned a lot over the last few years in my personal life is like physical and mental health like go hand in hand they're directly related so if I feel like crap I'm gonna operate like crap and then it's just this cycle but you have to break that cycle yeah it's a worthy it's a worthy thing like to do it like you said exercise eating well it's so easy to get tied up into just eating crap all the time because mm-hmm. you're so busy I mean I, I get trapped in that mm-hmm. all the time too mm-hmm. uh, but taking the time to really think about what you eat and sleeping if you can <laughs> do your best to try to get that's a really, really big mm-hmm. one. Get some good sleep. Yes. Yeah. If you're tired all the time, you're not going to perform well at work and it's mm-hmm. just going to run you down and you're going to get burnt out even faster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, is we, we kind of parade busyness around like it's a, like it's a metal. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, yeah, you know, we almost, it's, we almost brag about it, which is kind of silly because none of us want to be so busy that we, that we don't have time for anything, but we use the excuse of busyness to not do the, the primary you know, the most important things to take care of ourselves. But, uh, but the reality is, is like busyness is really almost not an excuse. It's just an excuse of what your priorities are. You know, if you truly want to feel your best, if you truly want to experience balance, like you'll, you'll take care of yourself. You'll, you'll ask it, like you said, you'll ask advice and not just ask it. You'll, you'll put that into practice and you'll, you have to decide for yourself. That's where it goes back to that, like determining your priorities and your goals um, because that kind of gives you the motiv- motivating factor of, oh, I, I, you know, it's so much easier to cop out of and, and order fast food or whatever that is, you know, it's so much easier not to, to do these habits that I know will have the long-term benefit. Um, but are we sacrificing the long-term goal? Like, do you want to meet your goals? Do you want to experience balance? Um, then act on the advice, you know, that you've been given. Yeah, yeah, and and there's also, like, little tips and tricks you can look up, too, that yeah. can be helpful that don't even take that much time. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things I've been doing lately is trying to get outside and get some sun on mm-hmm. my – just get some sun mm-hmm. first thing in the morning because there's been studies that show that getting sun, like, in your eyes and on your skin is mm-hmm. – it, it, it helps with so many things that mm-hmm. people don't even realize that it helps with. It helps with your mood. It helps mm-hmm. with – your sleep, all, yeah, right? That yeah. has to do, I've heard your, what's it called? Your circadian rhythm or something. Yeah. Yeah. There was a podcast uh, that um, Jocko did with um, 
gosh, I wish I could remember his name. It'll probably come to me later. But he talked all about this, about getting the sunlight on your in your eyes specifically mm-hmm. first thing in the morning really helps um, boost endorphins, um, just your overall mood and mm-hmm. your feeling. And I think that's really important. I mean, you can most people can at the very least like go to a window or just mm-hmm. step outside for a few minutes mm-hmm. um, or just take a little brisk walk like mm-hmm. around you walk around and if you live in an apartment you go walk in your parking lot or, or something like just move around a little bit mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised how much that actually helps so mm-hmm. I started doing that early in the morning getting up and walking and I noticed my mood for the rest of the day is usually pretty well improved mm-hmm. um just on something so simple like that yeah yeah and if people are concerned about time something that I do to the same extent is um I'll eat breakfast outside on the porch or something you know like so it's a form of multitasking. I'm not a huge fan of multitasking, but you know, if you're eating breakfast every day anyway, just relocate out of your dining room or wherever you're eating it and eat it in the sunshine, you know, um, or, you know, we as a family read our devotional every morning around the breakfast table. So like, that's a priority for us. So I guess you consider it multitasking, even though, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of that, but, um, we're already doing it. So we can just kind of incorporate that habit and form that habit around um something we're already doing so it was easy to do so same thing with you know the sunshine how how can you do that while you're already doing something else Um, yeah and so busy because we're all we're all busy incredibly busy right work kids all sorts of family yeah so finding the time to squeeze those (laughs) things in is really very very important yeah yeah absolutely um I think something that uh, you have mentioned in the past and in especially a few minutes ago, you mentioned that we've kind of transitioned into very different industries. And, you know, you went from lighting to business ownership to now a business intermediary. Uh, How do you or how have you um, made sure that your the job or the life, the job or the um, I guess career that you are working in is something that fits your lifestyle and, and your um, goals. And how can that be, how can you give advice on that? Like, how would you recommend someone who is looking for a career change or feeling burnt out or even looking to make an acquisition? How do they find something that fits, suits their uh, lifestyle? Yeah. Okay. Great, great questions again. Um, okay. Let's see. So if I start <laughs> from kind of the beginning, uh, when I wasn't doing so well with burn, um, avoiding burnout, which was in the film industry, it was pretty unavoidable. And that, when I was doing that, I was in my twenties. It was a really mm-hmm. exciting career. I loved it. I, I, you know, I'd go back and do it again if I if I had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get really burnt out just from working so much. So I was kind of after about ten-ish years in the film industry, I was getting to the point where I couldn't. I just was like, I don't know if I could. This can go on um, physically. So I had the I had to come down here and I had the opportunity to come and work in the store. So I was like, well, let me change careers and see if that helps. Because I feel like a lot of people like come to that point in their life where they're like, oh, this job is not working for me or career is not working for me for whatever reason. Um, And they're looking to make a change. And when you're um, when you come to that point, it's really tough to like find the next step. I Mm -hmm. think the next career for people. And it's something to keep in mind is when you think about new careers and jobs is what's going to work for you? What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? I was transitioning. I was coming out of my twenties into my thirties and kind of, it's a life transition at that age. Um, for me at least. And I was trying to think of careers that would, would work really well for me. Well, after I, I had the store then I sold the store. Um, Jason actually helped me with that. And 
uh, afterward, after I sold the store, after running it for five years and, and again, getting a little burnt out on that, um, I was thinking, I'm like, what can I do next that's going to really fit into the type of life that I want that, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe I won't get burnt out mm-hmm. at or I can at least learn how to manage better. So talking to Jason, he he's telling me about how what he does and, and the things that, um, that he enjoys about, you know, his work and, um, you know, things of that nature. So I was like, well, let me give that a shot and see if I can give that career a try. Plus, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I love about what I do now because I ha- actually, we help people who are burnt out, ready to get right. out or ready to retire. And I love that aspect of it because I was at that point in myself. I was burnt out on the business. It just really wasn't the business for me. I, I mean, it was fun being in a liquor store and <laughs> running it with a whole lot of crazy antics. As I got so many stories. I'll, I'll, I can tell you at another time, so many, so many crazy ones. Um, but I did get burnt out. So, so where was I going with that? Um, yeah. So transitioning from that to this career, I really looked at like the time mm-hmm. I liked the, you know, the flexibility with the time I liked being able to work for myself, essentially. I mean, I'm working with a brokerage, but you know, I can make my own schedule, which was really important to me to be able to make my own schedule mm-hmm. and, um, you know, have control, more control over what I do and what I do it. So when people are looking at a transition to a new career or even buying a business, like I, I talk to buyers about this all the time because they're looking at buying a business. And sometimes people are, you know, they want to throw the net really wide. They're like any type of industry. Mm-hmm. I just want, you know, maybe they have a few things that they're really interested in. But some of the times I, I try to remind them that, you know, even though this might be a business that looks like, you know, it does make a lot of money, does really well. Is this the type of lifestyle you you know you want to live mm-hmm. if you are transitioning careers maybe you're in your 30s 40s 50s whatever whatever age you are is this something that you want to do and sometimes people will be like oh you know what it does make a lot of money but it's going to require a lot of time out mm-hmm. of me it's going to require a lot of travel I don't want to travel I don't want to do this so okay maybe this isn't the type of business mm-hmm. I want to look into so you know it's nice to be able to at least you give them a different perspective and mm-hmm. hope that they th- think about that a little bit more deeply right yeah. like where is it located? How, how much time is it going to, because when you do own a business, it takes up a lot of your time. It's yeah. a lot of work unless you set it up in a specific way and mm-hmm. using certain tools, then you can make it less work. But <laughs> it's, it's a huge thing to consider when you're mm-hmm. changing careers and yeah, but, you know, possibly buying or selling a business. Yeah, absolutely. To hop onto that, like I have also been in several different industries. I've been in the restaurant industry. I was in the medical field for a tiny little bit. Uh, I have been in the hair industry and the network marketing industry. So I've been all over the place in, in ministry. Um, and so I was, I was feeling that, uh, desire for something a little different before this, I was working in young life. So I was working in creating a foster care ministry from the ground up. Super fun, like so much fun, but I mean, it was very, I had a team and everything, but it was very much like. I mean, I was kind of in charge of my own production. I was in charge of like creating something brand new. And, and while I had mentors and, you know, I had all kinds of support. It, I uh, had just found out I was pregnant and it was like, this was going to be way too much to be able to have a family. And uh, I needed it to be a little bit more flexible, honestly, a little bit more flexible and a little less responsibility. Um, and so that was what I considered was what, you know, what, you said the time, um, and that was something huge for me and like the responsibility. So as far as a career, I, I basically, like I told my current supervisor, my supervisor at the time, I told him like, Hey, you know, I just really feel like 
you know, I have to make a transition out. I have to find something else. But the reality was like, I thought I was looking for a needle in a haystack. I was like, hey, I need something where I can mostly work from home. I need something that's really flexible. Um, And the reality is I really needed something that it, it, it had to do a lot with who I worked with. Um, and that was a huge factor of like, I don't want to work for someone who is, you know, uh, isn't understanding or empathetic and, and not going to understand like, Hey, I'm six months pregnant. Like if you hire me, I didn't think I was going to get hired anywhere to be honest. Well, in that conversation, uh, he was like, Hey, well, you know, we both knew Jason and he was like, Hey, Jason, I think is actually looking for an assistant, like exactly what you're looking for. And so, you know, he connected us, um, and literally like the next week I was hired. And, and so now I've, you know, shifted in because our family goals have shifted, I've shifted into operations manager and, um, grown my responsibilities, but it's still, it was super, um, valuable to me to work with someone who I knew had similar values as me, who was really understanding of my situation that was a little more flexible, um, as far as time or where I worked from, you know, now we're almost every day in the office and work full time, but that's where we're at as a family. And so definitely considering who you work with or for, um, the industry, I never even knew business brokerage existed before that, but I absolutely, like you said, I love it because we get to help business owners, um, to me, like move on. We have a lot of people who want to travel and I'm like, cool, let's get you traveling. Let's get you in the mountains. Let's get you on the beach. Like that means we have to find the right fit and sell your company. And so it's quite rewarding. Um, so considering industry, considering who you work with, time, flexibility, that kind of thing was really big for me. Yeah, yeah that's really wise of you to, to take that into consideration and a pretty brave at being pregnant while you're doing <laughs> it, um, I'd say. And yeah, we're, we're, on, we're, we're lucky to have you now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love doing it. Very, very lucky. Yeah. So what about, I, I recognize that we are both probably quite fortunate to be able to career hop a little bit um, and, uh, you know, consider these things. I think there are probably some people that are like, I can't quit my job, you know, I, I, or I, I own a business um, right now and I can't leave it or um, I need to maximize it. I love it, but I want to stay with this. Um, so let's talk about those tools. Like how do we maximize our time? Um, I think the first thing is, uh, is to set boundaries, like we said, and then plan your week accordingly. So for me, something that my former supervisor taught me, and it sounds kind of silly, and I think maybe a more relational, organically relational uh, person would think this is like a no-no, but I actually schedule like uh, family time or fun stuff as a meeting. So he taught me like, hey, if you have a date night with your spouse, that is a meeting. You cannot, you know, because if I had a meeting at work, I wouldn't cancel it. I wouldn't reschedule it. Typically, it's like a priority, right? Because I'm meeting with a client. Well, same same idea. It kind of helps you shift that mindset of like, this is a priority and my, my personal life is a priority. And so I put that on the calendar. And so my husband and I every week, or uh, we plan out our week and we share a calendar in, you can use iCloud, you can use Google calendars or whatever, but I plan that out. Um, do you plan, like, how do you, maximize your time in that way to make sure you're getting the right amount of personal and professional time. Yeah, I we I do the same exact thing. It's me and my partner, we we have a shared calendar too. We use mm-hmm. Google Calendar and we plan 
every, like everything's on the calendar. If it's not mm-hmm. on the calendar, then I'm like, I don't <laughs> expect to be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can have time to, to not do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really, really useful tool. I mean, it's it's free um, to use Google Calendar mm-hmm. or any account. Most people's phones and computers mm-hmm. have some sort of calendar app. I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, I'm like, use the calendar app. And plus, I need it to remind myself, you know, we're all so busy. Yeah. I need it to remind myself to do all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's such a great and useful tool in for work too obviously Mm -hmm. because we schedule out meetings um block out time for work you're gonna Mm -hmm. be in the office now or not or Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing it's it's an incredibly useful tool and and if people don't know about it highly recommend it yeah do you um so when you have that free time you said like if there's nothing in the calendar I get free time I schedule my free time like if I book it out um but if you have that empty space in your calendar how do you make sure to like turn off your your work brain and actually enjoy that free time. That's tough. When it comes, <laughs> I do schedule my free time too. Like if I um, have something I want to do in the evening or early in the morning, I do tend to schedule yeah. that out. But if I, to, to switch over, it's, um, it, it like gives me a sense of um, calm. Like when I look at my calendar and I see that there's nothing on there, I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Like there's, there's nothing I don't have. To, I don't have anything I specifically have to do. That's mm. when I can recognize that I like have some free time and mm. it just makes me relax a little bit more ahead of time. Mm. Um, so I can switch easily from going mm. to work mode to relaxing mode. It's, right. it's just seeing that ahead of time, you know, knowing it's coming up that there's nothing there for mm. it. <laughs> I think one thing that helps me to, to kind of shift, like turn off that work brain and, and enjoy my uh, home life is uh, like we use a lot of task softwares as a team. Um, and so like we use Asana. I think there's another one called Monday or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, using a task software or project management software has been huge um, for me because it's like if I remember something, I write it down in there and then I know hey, it's in there with a deadline or, you know, a specific assignee or whatever with a description, but then I don't have to remember it because if I'm constantly thinking of, oh, oh, I have to do this and oh, I have to do that, then it's still in my brain and I'm constantly thinking about it or trying to remember it or whatever. If I know it's assigned or it's in my Asana to-do list, it's like, yeah, I, I'll get to it when I get back to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I can like turn that off. Yeah, that's another really, really great tool. A um, like a time management tool. Well, that's a project manager, I think is what they call mm-hmm. it. So we, we, like I said, we use Asana and Asana is free for, if you're, you know, one person or a small company, uh, you can use the free version, which mm-hmm. is very effective, or you can pay, pay a, a, an, a mm-hmm. you know, there's a charge for it, but it's not that, not that bad. Um, but it's a really, really useful tool to schedule out all your projects, everything mm-hmm. that you need to do. And if you do something like the same type of system over and over again, we have mm-hmm. our project templates in there. You just click it in there, and then when you're starting a new one, it, it has all your presets in there. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very useful. I highly recommend it to people. I don't think a lot of people utilize things like that because they just you know, are running around trying to get projects done every day. But like you said, if you can get it out, get it onto the project manager then you'll know exactly what you need to do which for me creates a little bit more level of like control and mm. and like control over your day and knowing what you're going to do mm. what to expect um which helps me you know know when I can switch over from mm. work to to home life too because mm. I'm like okay everything's done for the day or it's mm. not or I'll get to it tomorrow um but yeah super super great tool C- mm. can be free like I think Monday is another one there's a couple other ones too. Mm. if you just look at project management yeah. software there's mm. a ton out there yeah I like that that you, you that you mentioned like you have a little more control mm-hmm. a lot of times in owning a business or being 
probably in almost any position you you only have so much control but if you can if if you have control over your task list I feel like that kind of helps you have a little bit more peace of mind it does for me at least and and I know I even do this in my home life I I don't use a sauna in my home life I thought about it but (laughs) I'm not I'm not gonna be that structured but we do have like an ongoing we have a shared note um, of things that need to get done. And I have to-do lists everywhere. Everybody in the office makes one of me because I have like 16 notepads all with to-do lists. Um, but it's usually just me getting out ideas so that I don't have to like think about them or get mad that I forgot an idea. I just open a notes tab or write down a sticky note of whatever needs to get done. And then when I get it done, I throw it away. So. Yeah. Same thing for me. Like if I have a bunch of ideas, then it's, it's so much easier if I can just get them out of my head and onto a piece of paper, onto a notepad or into a solder or something. Cause mm-hmm. then it's, it's not just rattling around in my brain all day long. Yeah. It's, it's there. Cause you know, and I'm not going to forget it cause yeah. it's written down. <laughs> yeah. You're like increasing your capacity to focus on whatever you got to get done. Yeah. And then some of the project management tools, like Asana does this, that also links to your calendar. So mm. they talk to each other and you can schedule things and you know, back and forth from them mm-hmm. too, which is super, super helpful for any, anybody owning a business. Um, and I actually have used it in my personal life too, <laughs> for some projects that I was doing that were complicated. Um, it was helpful then yeah. also. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like all of this comes down to is if you're maximizing your time in your business and you're being as efficient and productive as possible, then you have almost the capacity or the freedom or the permission, if you will, to enjoy your personal life and, and not have to constantly worry about what's going on in the business because you know where everything's at. Yeah, and then if there's things that aren't, like you th- maybe they seem like a priority at the mm-hmm. time, um, but you just never get to them or they're just, they, maybe they're more in the way, then mm-hmm. you can, s- it'll be easier for you to identify those mm-hmm. things, I think, if you have them written down and you can measure like, okay, we didn't get to this or mm-hmm. it didn't really matter that I got to this. It didn't, you know, what wasn't actually helpful. Um, mm-hmm. It can help you to, when you're, you have these things written down to mm-hmm. see that clearly mm-hmm. and know what to prioritize. And something we didn't write down on our outline for this, was, but comes to mind now, it goes back to your idea of hiring people. If you are struggling to, because you have your task list is 150 tasks long and you have employees already, is there anything you can or should delegate to free up your time a little bit more? Um, you know, not say, not simply for the sake of freeing your time, but for the sake of, you know, working on the business, not in it and and stepping out and having a little bit more mental capacity to do the important and not the urgent things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I was hiring people, I had, my project manager was a big giant poster on the wall, um, (laughs) that outlined every, you know, the things that needed to be done that day was a little bit more simple at just a retail store. Um, but I had everything outlined. So when I hired people, I could just point at the board and be like, okay, these are the things Mm. that need to be done throughout the day. And it made me feel more comfortable to know that, you know, there's a clear, um, set of directions for them to do. So I could leave the store, um, and they would know, you know, what needs to happen. Yeah. And you knew if it was getting done or not. Yeah. 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 And I think another thing that, I have been trying to lean into, I'm not the most, the best at this, but I know it works for some people is like time blocking. So if you have to focus on something using some sort of technique, like the, I wrote it down, it's called the Pomodoro technique. I've heard of this where you like work for 25 minutes and then have a five minute break. So it's like, you're almost kind of rewarding yourself or there's the, um, you know, the matrix of urgent versus important. If you can list out all of your tasks in some sort of like important versus urgent you know, quadrant, whatever table, then you can identify what you really need to do. And then for me, I do like time blocking. So in our Gmail calendar that we all share is an 
like as an office, if I'm focusing on something that day, like I put in focus time and then nobody can schedule a meeting during that time. Like I need to focus on building this SOP or, you know, calling these clients back or whatever that is. And just kind of like putting everything as a meeting on the calendar. That way we can't make the excuse. We didn't have time. Like you booked time, uh, specifically for this. Um, it doesn't always work, but (laughs) I think we're all kind of trying to shift towards that to make sure we get our tasks done. So that's another idea. Yeah, like I said, it's always it's always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's that's why they call it balance, right? Sometimes <laughs> you're gonna lean one way, sometimes you're gonna lean the other, and you're just trying to balance it out. And yeah, yeah. As long as you're working towards it, I think that's really the most important part, and, and conscious that of the things that'll be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any like final thoughts on something that you just find really important that someone needs to know when it comes to finding work life balance? Um, I mean, all the things that we covered, I think are very, very important. Like I said, use the tools, take advice. If you're having, if you're, you know, struggling, don't be afraid to ask for advice. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, just, just utilize those things and really make it a priority. Mm -hmm. Some people, I think they're so caught up in the day-to-day things that they forget Mm -hmm. that they just don't feel like they can make it a priority, but ultimately you really, you know, if it'll be helpful to you in that, you know, in the long Mm -hmm. run, if you do, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really, we covered a lot of really good things today. I I, uh, I feel like um, I hope people can get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I hope that they maybe heard something that was new that they hadn't they hadn't thought of or maybe a reminder mm-hmm. of something that they hadn't thought of in a while. And they're like, yeah, you know what, maybe I should get back to that. I think it, it's, you know, it'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah I th- hope we can enlighten some people because yeah. it's, you know, like I said, you, you have your whole family, kids, mm-hmm. and balancing that and then work and then me and I have my my animals and my (laughs) weird hobbies that I like to do and changing careers. And it's just, you know, it's life. It's, we're all trying to navigate it and figure out how to best make it work for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any, this is kind of putting you on the spot. I know you didn't have time to prepare for this, but did, do you have any like blogs, books, anything like that that immediately come to mind um, that have helped you? Uh, yeah, actually, I just finished a book not that long ago called Essentialism. Hmm. Um, it was a, I have the actual physical book and then I have the audio book because I don't have time to sit down and read a physical <laughs> book because I'm so busy. So I'm multitasking uh, in the morning when I'm doing my walks is when I yep. like to listen to an audio book. When you drive, um, I do it and, when I drive. Yep. And when I drive and that book was really, had some really interesting ideas for, uh, and it was about like finding out what's essential in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, I would recommend that the audiobook's pretty good. It's not that long of a read. Um, and there's some pretty extreme ideas in there, I'd say <laughs> for what finding out what is essential. And at first I was like, wow, I don't know if I could do that. I'm not sure. But the more I think about it, the more I realize, you know what, I think this will actually be more helpful in the long mm-hmm. run, even though it's a little like jarring to hear about like, oh, maybe I'm only gonna spend 20 minutes reading my emails today. I'm like, what? But no, um, <laughs> you know, maybe not every day, but maybe sometimes, you know, 20 minutes of time here or there, yeah. you can make it work for you. But it was, had some really great ideas. I would recommend it. I'll have yeah. to check that one out. Essentialism. Yeah. It's called essentialism. I, I wish I could remember the name. I'm so bad yeah. at remembering names. We'll, we'll put it in the notes Yeah, look, <laughs> in the look description. Up, look up the book. What about cool. you? Do you have, did you have anything? Um, things came up as we were talking. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is I listened to my first million, the podcast. And, um, one, the, the way I got introduced to it was actually a podcast with a guest of, um, Rob Diedrich. And he literally plans every second of his day. Um, and 
I was like mind blown because he, it has caused him to experience like such freedom and balance. And he goes into it on that, but it, he basically goes into like scheduling every single thing, um, down in the minute, including like making his wife coffee. And I was like, Oh, I love this. Like I'm a very systematic person and like routine person. I was like, I love this. And he just talks about how now he can work like 35 hours a week and do what he loves to do and still be productive at work. And yeah, I'll, we need to, you know, link that in the description. I was very mind blown by that one. Uh, the other thing is clarity coaching with Jacob is, yep. has been huge. I think everybody should do that. I'm trying to get my husband to do it now. <laughs> and then, um, the third one is I, I'll admit, I actually haven't read the book. Um, I've done the little devotional, but there's a book that I, I know so many people swear by is the ruthless em- elimination of hurry. And it's kind of the idea of like prioritizing, I guess. And, um, I was just, I enjoyed the little snippet that I got of it and I hear about it a lot. So I thought, you know, I, I need to read that. That's on my docket. I have it. I just haven't read it yet. So hmm. yeah, we'll check those out. yeah. But anyway, well, I agree. I hope people got something valuable out of this, just sharing our experiences on how we maximize our time and, um, finding balance and in, in work and in life. And I think, like you said, it's, it's always a work in progress. So just not getting frustrated, not uh, getting defeated when you find yourself getting burnt out again. Like, okay, let's reevaluate. Let's take action steps. So all of that to say, thank you, Stephanie, for having a convo with me today. This yeah. was fun. Absolutely. It was wonderful. I appreciate you having me. And, and like I said, I hope somebody got, I hope people get something yeah. out of it. Yeah, absolutely. If you're listening, like and subscribe, you know, wherever you're listening. And we'll see you next time. Yep. See you then.